to Locker Code, where football is not just fantasy, but our reality. Where you can express your excitement, your tensions, or even frustrations about the games, your team, your league, and performances of players. Let's go! Yo, welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to C. Ren and PJ here. What's going on, boys? How was the weekend? Yo, weekend was good, man. I grilled. Axe PJ. PJ, yeah. PJ hang out at the crib. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Fish was bomb. Chicken was bomb. Yeah, Yo, man. You still didn't get that vegan trip yet? Bruh. I'm going to hook you up one day, man. I'm going to do something <laughs> for really you one day. Yeah, is there really a vegan trip? Yeah, there is, man. There's really a vegan trip there's a vegan oxtail. I was like, what? <laughs> How do you make I, vegan dude, shrimp I, I don't, and vegan oxtail? I, I don't know, all but chemical. I don't think I can bring myself to doing a vegan oxtail, though. All chemical. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. I'm not doing a vegan oxtail, bro. That's crazy, but... I'm going to hook you up one day. One day I'm going to invite you to the crib and I'm going to do, I'm gonna do something special just for you. See, I appreciate See the, 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 the meeting that we had? Um, yeah. I had the, the plethora of vegetables and fruits and everything and say, yo, this is your drink, man. Oh, you're, yeah. not, you're not drinking alcohol. Let's, Dude, I was juicing up. Yeah, juice, I was juicing juice up. and make your drink. So. But now but, you got me drinking alcohol. <laughs> but, <laughs> but overall, though, the weekend, the weekend was actually pretty good. You know what I mean? Um, I did what I enjoyed. Did some fireworks with the kids. Um, you know what I mean. So it it was a good weekend overall, man. Uh, one of my uh, one of my best friends celebrated his birthday on Friday. Uh, shout out to Darren, um, and we had some good times there. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, PJ? How was the weekend? Um, <clears throat> spent some of it with this guy across from me, like he said, grilling. His food is the bomb. Best jerk chicken in the world. Um, the world grill? Yeah, the world. <laughs> yeah, he got the best jerk chicken. Best sauce too. Um, and then I spend a weekend with my boy as well. That's what's up, man. Yeah. How's, how's little man doing anyways? Little man is good, man. He's yeah. a handful, but he I love Blessings. him to death. Blessings. Love him more than life itself. There you go, man. That's how it is, man. That's how it should be. Yeah, man. Weekend was cool, man. Did a, you know, spent a lot of time with friends, uh, family, excuse me. Uh, we, you know, kept together. Uh, Saturday, Sunday was just like basketball, basketball, basketball with my son going to practice with him. But um, all in all, we enjoyed it. Um, ran over here. Uh, you know, you know, we got uh, my daughter a um, <laughs> Barbie house, right? A doll house, right? So you're spending a lot of time, there. man. <laughs> I, you know, it's crazy because on Saturday I was I, Friday. I got the shipment for the um, the kitchen. kitchen, yeah, right. So I had to build the kitchen, and that thing took me like a good full five hours. Bro. <laughs> like it was, I was in there because she wanted to help me, and I was in there. I think I finished it until like. Two o'clock in the morning, watching Hamilton. By the way, right? And so, I wanted to make sure Saturday morning she had it, right? She was yeah. ready to go. So I'm up two o'clock in the morning, and then you know completed it, put it inside the room, her room, and I woke. She woke me up. And was like, thank you, you know, love That's you, daddy. Good, and and it was like heart smell. Like, yeah, 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 heartfelt. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Just had me sobbing. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. And then I had to wake up and go play. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it was that's dope. how it is. It was dope, man. Love Yo, love. something something I want to talk to you about, man, like that happened over the weekend um, with you personally that we we have we need to have a conversation about. Like <laughs> I, I, I want to get you in a Connect Four tournament. Because you sent me <laughs> you sent me a Connect Four app and yeah. say, Yo, let's go and bruh. I felt like Let's, I pushed the button there too because yo, you called you, me up on it I and I was saying, like, I was what? like, yeah, yeah, it's my bad. You don't know who I am on right. Connect Four. Like, Dude, yo, right. let's go, man. I'm Connect telling you. Who knows what Connect Four? Yo, don't, yo. don't even play with me. You bro. play Connect Four, bro? Yeah. And chess? Yeah, yeah. Yo. Ah. Uh, all right. I'll and take y'all in chess. Chess, checkers, Connect Four. 
That, I, that's me. All right. I'll take Uno. I don't even play Uno, yo. I don't even I'm play even, around with Uno. I'm man. Mac competitive, bro. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm putting money. I usually I usually put you know out there. So I just want to play. I just want to play this time. I just, I, I, I just want to play. All right, all right. I'll put it on. Let's, so let's do we, it. We'll do we'll do it all. <laughs> One day we're just gonna have like in the studio. We're just gonna have like Connect oh. Four. Uno, just like it. um, you know, while we doing the show, chess, checkers, something like while we doing the show, hey. <laughs> and we're gonna right. yeah, we're gonna ha- ask a fan like we're gonna announce it from like the week before and ask a fan to vote who they think is gonna win each wow. particular games and right. all that stuff. And you know, just, it's gonna be me, bro. Uh, so. It's gonna be. It, I think that's gonna be fun. Cornhole, all that stuff. We want to do do it all in the studio. Oh, you tailgate at this point now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, crazy weekend in news, man. Um, first, let's go with the uh, Washington franchise football team is uh, reviewing the team name. Finally, Dan Snyder announces that he will change the team name. In 2013, he was stating like, nah, it will never, never, never happen. Right? Even though the Native American expressed that that term is a racist term. What do you guys think about that? All right, for me, um Things and times have changed, and um, I appreciate Snyder reconsidering his stance on that. Like, because you can see that where society is changing. There's, there is no, there's no need for that in today's society. You feel me? Like, so him taking the opportunity to re- revisit the name and change, you know, planning on changing the name. I think that's a huge step. Um, I understand, you know, there is a history there and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, just name it something that uplift. Like, because right now that name doesn't. So just name it something that uplift. You're in, you're in Washington. I don't. I, I'm just listen. I'm just spitballing. Washington captains to refer to the military or, or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Something that uplift. Like I, I like the there was there was something out there. Um, the Red Tails, uh, based on the Tuskegee Airmen. Well, while I dope. while I appreciate that and while I see that and whatever, um, but again, it, it's it's swinging the the pentium the other way. Correct. I understand yeah, yeah. it's it's an uplifting thing for the we black, just want the black, equal. The black pilot. Just, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's swinging it completely the next way, and I, I think what we need to do is to find a middle ground where everybody everybody feel good about yeah, whatever name course. or whatever whatever they choose. So. The military has been great. The military is why we are around and and be and we are free, um, um, to some expense, um, some extent. Um, so, salute. And you're in Washington D.C., the capital, right? So I think by doing something um, that signifies that yeah, would be important. Captains is a little too close to capitals because you know that's a hockey team up in Washington, and believe still exists. But yeah, but how do you feel about that, Pete? Um, I don't feel like the the owner reviewing the name FedEx, PepsiCo, Nike. To me, it's all, it ain't genuine. It's all BS um, in the sense of them, you know, asking Washington to change the name and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you why didn't you access last year? Why did it take for this whole movement for you to, you know, so with these large companies, man. Money. Um, st- it's, it's all money. It's all publicity. They're trying to be on the right, the the correct side of of this situation. Man, screw them. But it's working though. To be honest with you, it's hurting them where it hurts the most, which is their pockets. But it ain't genuine though. It's the, I, it's never I going agree. to. That's, it's, that's that, to me. It's I, like it's, right. it's never genuine. going to be genuine. It so, will it will never be it genuine. Never. Yeah. When when slavery when slavery was abolished, it was never genuine. <laughs> genuine. Like yeah. nothing. Not, listen, nothing that we're 
we're given has been genuine. But it's a starting point. So that's how I look at it. Like, hey, this is a starting point for something different um, and yep. something inclusive. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, so once it's, you know, diverse and inclusive, I think that's the key for anything. Genuine or not doesn't, is not important to me. Like, it, it's, if, is it inclusive where it includes everybody? Like, everybody feels good about it where no one race, religion, um, you know, nationality, whatever is being degraded. I'm fine with it. If it if if you're trying to gain some money off of it, fine. I don't I don't people are exploited for less. Yep. And I'm just saying like, hey, that is a that's just a step in a new beginning and I, I appreciate that. The yeah. step in a new beginning. I don't I, it's not necessarily I admire Snyder. It's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm I admire the effort. And to honestly it's it. not even Snyder. It was FedEx that said, yo, you need to change. Right. It, it was Pepsi that said, no, you need to change. It was Nike that was like, yo, I'm taking all your uh, right. merchandise off. You need so, to yeah. So, with, with that <clears> said, <throat> like, it, it's, 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 a step in, it's a stepping stone to, and then, and, <clears throat> and then maybe we will, like, in the future, we'll forget that there was ever a freaking, you maybe. know, Washington yep. Redskins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, we definitely forgot Washington Bullets. Right. It's, 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 <laughs> so, maybe in the future, we will, we will forget that yeah. there was ever a Washington Redskins, and we can all live free as all people, and, you know, we are all inclusive and everything like that. So, I, I think it's a positive move, but I agree with you it's that crazy. it's not genuine. It's crazy, because that's all we're asking for, which is crazy. Sad, right? Well, uh, NFLPA board votes uh, unanimously uh, to play no preseason games, um, you know, based on the COVID-19, but NFL hasn't agreed on that. I know they dropped it down. NFL dropped it down from four games to two games. My thing is, like, I support the NFLPA because just the risk of the co- uh, coronavirus and all that stuff, you're just going to, you know, the, old, the early exposure for no gain is, is how I look at it. Like, it's pointless. It's, these two games are pointless games, right? Um, Teams yeah. can teams can make their decision based on training camp and whatever. So it doesn't necessarily. Necessary. Well, what about the players that's trying to make the team though? That's they can the try to do put the effort in in training camp. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And but to be honest with you, with because of COVID nineteen, you're gonna need more players anyways. Yeah, but game situation, <clears> and I, I think they should play at least two preseason games. That you need the warm up games. Um, game situations are different, um, and also the the the. You need to test it out. Like, with these COVID situation, play these two games. Yeah. Did the players get really sick after? Did, you know, you need some form of, of tryout, you know, before going I, into the season. I agree with you because there's times that you're going to play these two games and you're not only looking at the players that you have on your team, but you're looking at players on the other teams that are out there and seeing if they're going to drop him and be like, yo, that guy is actually good. I want him on my team even though yeah. he gets dropped got dropped no i i I get that aspect of it but at the same time the risk versus rewards of playing these two games is just not measurable like i i think i think by not having these two games putting your players at risk is more important than than just seeing a player play yeah there's gonna be opportunity missed um but the players right now, if, if, if say, for instance, the NFL um, agrees with us, players need to, like, within themselves, that like, when I go to training camp, I'm putting all on the fucking field. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how it that's is. That's how it is, I, yeah. Yeah, you're going to go out and put – I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm going to go out and put my 100 out there. I got to show. You, you know, I got to show up if you're trying to get a roster spot. So, 
Um, the preseason games is just too risky for me. I, I would rather see real games, games that count, games that count to your, uh, your, play, your playoff uh, appearance, um, you know, versus just having two games. Like, there is no incentive other than the players. There's no incentive for owners. What, what are the incentive for owners? Like, fans are not coming to the games. Nope. So they can't make any money on franchising or making money off like concessions. So this is just pointless for the the, the the owners. So if I'm an owner, I'm like, yo, you know what? I have a team right now. I have a team of 94 players or whatever. I'd rather just go ahead and see who the coaches and the general manager chooses and let's play games where I can actually make money from the TVD that's going to be popping yeah. up. Yeah, I agree with you on that. How do you uh, – how do you – how do you like uh, the NFL has decided also to cover eight rows in the uh, stadiums to, you know, to make sure that none of the players have COVID-19, but also marketing, right, to recoup all those funds. And I know what, you know, with me and you, because yeah, yeah. we got season we, tickets, we, we, it affects yeah, yeah. us. Gotta, it affects us a lot. A second, <laughs> let's, so, let's hear PJs. So, so the first, first eight rows they're planning on covering. Yep. And then fans are still in there? And, right, but they're planning, um, like, Today, the Ravens released released that they are planning on only fourteen thousand fans, and they're giving season ticket holder the choice of getting getting a refund for the season or um, you know grandfather the money into next year. Like that's what the Ravens. Are Let coming. me just say this: America needs to stop. <laughs> uh, I have I've had enough. I, I I've literally had enough, dude. They gone too we far. We need to yeah. They gone too far. <laughs> They need to take a page out of China, Europe, and every other country that's doing better with the coronavirus situation. Especially like, we if you look at the sports, it's like, like English, look at Premier the League. English Premier League, yeah, dude, they're the German doing fine, League, and like, there are no fans. There no should fans. be no fans in the arena. Yeah. You're already playing a super contact sport where players are grabbing, touching, sweating on each other, like all those fluids, and then you wanna, okay, let me, no, stop. Dude, like Don't, 14, no. let me do 14,000 14, and, and still, and, and still I'm going to section every. Dude, just stop, okay? Like, do I you want to have a, a, a somewhat of a season? I agree. That shows, for me, man, like, that shows that you don't care about your community. Like, there was, there was even rumors. I, I, nothing was, you know, I, I, didn't see any, I didn't see anything from the NFL and, and I didn't see anything official. But there were also rumors about NFL was thinking about um, having fans sign a waiver. Yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. That right there just tells me that you only care you about know. your pocket. So I'm not going to bash the NFL for anything because there was nothing true to that. Like, I haven't seen anything concrete to that. But just look at these major leagues that's bigger than – the English Premier League is bigger than the NFL. I don't – you can – American mm-hmm. can think about whatever they want to think, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. English Premier League is way That's bigger than the NFL, NFL yeah. by far. And they chose not to have fans, and they're still pursuing with their league. And funny enough, there hasn't been a lot of cases. Like, all the star players are playing, everything like that. So NFL just needs to step back, take the L. You know what I mean? I know it's, a, it's a, a tough pill to swallow, but take the L on that. And just, like, yo, just play the games, televise the games, Owners need to go ahead and just realize, like, yo, the only money you're going to make is from the TV contract. Yep. And you, that's it. And move forward. Right. And, and you, forward. Can, you, can, you can go ahead and renego- try to rene- renegotiate your TV contract. Like, look, since you're going to be exclusive, you know, you're going to get all our fans and everything like that. The fans, you know, the 40000 $50,000 50, fans that usually at the game are now going to watch this game at home. 
we need profit on that. Like, we need some more money on that. Like, you know, that's your job. That's not mine. But you need to revisit that contract and see what you what the loopholes are, and and then go from there. I have I have my theories on this whole COVID situation, and America is doing everything that they can to just just be normal. Yeah, and it's not going to work when it comes to COVID. You have to quarantine. You ha- that's the only way to beat this thing. You have to, your life, you have to do the opposite of what we are normally accustomed to doing. Okay. And stop being rebellious. The more rebellious that we're, we're, we're being, mm-hmm. the longer it's going to take for us to get, get to somewhat, something normal that, that, that yeah. we're used to. Listen, no matter what they're telling you on the news or what he's telling you, it's, we're, the curve is still going up. It's not being flattened. And there's more and more people getting the um, getting those cases of COVID nineteen right now. I want to say that we just hit three million cases. Yeah, it's up there. Dude, it's Florida, crazy. I'm Florida, watching CNN and every Florida time it's is on. out of control. It's yeah. so hard to even get a test if you need one right now yeah. because we're so booked and backed up. We need to I, just oh man stop being the, a politician and start being a human. Yeah, 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 like, yeah Start yeah. being human. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, start being human. Like you're being. Stop being a politician. I I get like we need an econ like economy to prosper but at the same time business or you know granted i feel it for the bars i feel it for the restaurants i feel it for the like the mom and pop like you know barber shops all that stuff i feel it for those but there are things that we can do importantly like like wear your mask wash your hands shops can like you know what i mean you can leave them open but they need to be really stringent on this and you know what i mean all the shops and all that stuff all the small businesses out there just be stringent on Listen, you need to wear your mask coming in my store. You, and the moment you come into my store, you need to go ahead and pump that hand sanitizer, wipe your hands, whatever, and then we, we good. Agree. You know what I mean? Like, if we start doing that, like, business can stay open, but we need to put in place that extra the, pre- yeah, the precautions that we need to take in order for business to stay Stop open. Stop being so we're not entitled. Doing yeah, the entitlement that's the is entitlement. the entitlement. That's the issue. The entitlement is the killer. Yo. Biggest news. Crazy. I mean, we got three more, but man, my homie. Woo! My homeboy. My homeboy. Jesus. 503 billion? No, million, right? Highest, highest contract in any player in any sport. Before I even give my opinion. Ah, don't give it to you. I don't want to hear it. Yo, yo, 503 no, million, 10 year contract, bro. It is not. Um, so I, I, I looked at the contract. I read a lot about the contract. Yep. And oh, we the, murdered that contract. Yeah, the stages, the stages. Yeah, we had a mad conversation about that contract. And this, just how the contract is structured, I don't know, man. I don't think Mahomes won on that contract. Dog. All right. So here's, here's the thing I want to ask you. All right. So let's go with, because we talked about this, right? And we, let's say five years. We, I don't, did we confirm what the guaranteed amount was? I don't know if uh, I think it was like 65 mil or something. Right yeah, there. I don't do, I don't know. The All first right. year. The first year, right? So, it's $503 million. $25 million of that is in incentives, right? It's basically $50 million per year, right? So, let's just say he does five years. Mahomes is 24 years old. Even if he just did, did five years and his contract is up and Kansas City says, hey, listen, we're going to drop you, that is still – a good amount of money that he makes, and then he still wouldn't be able to get another contract at 29 or 30 years old. He still wins that. 
no one is making what he's making and $50 million per year right now. Yeah, but with the NFL, right? With the NFL, the key thing about contracts is that guaranteed, guaranteed money. money. And guaranteed. yeah, so yeah, it's a five hundred and three million, and I hope the dude earn every single penny of that and take it. But at the same time, man, like this is the most dangerous sport out there. So the possibility of him getting injured is inevitable, and the fact that he can get injured, and um, you know the Kansas City Chief, he can get injured to the like. You know, a, a crazy injury where you know he can't play again or whatever, and Kansas City Chief can get out of from under this. That's the part I have an issue with. Like, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, Kansas City Chief won this negotiation, but at the same time, at the end of the contract, Kansas City Chief is paying a lot of money. Yeah, because you know if he mean? does not get injured, if he does not get hurt, when does that contract mm-hmm. end? Right. Like, so they they can make a lot of money. What do you think, PJ? I think it's a good contract for Mahomes. Um, I think he deserves it. Um, I've been saying it after his first year that he has – there's always that guy that comes around that challenges who we think to be the GOAT. So a lot of people think Brady is, but he's – we've never seen someone like Mahomes and, and the things that he could do. Um, he is all around. He reminds me of Aaron Rodgers on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Aaron Rodgers, but a superhuman version. So I think he deserves it. I think he's going to ball out and, like Ren said, earn every penny of that $503 million if he can. Yeah. But, I mean, just based on the guarantees, like um, I think we were talking about it too, the guarantees is at $63.82 million. And that was at signing. Right, right. but think about what um – Russell Wilson got 70 guaranteed. I think, yeah. I think it was 70 guaranteed. Yeah, Russell Wilson was at So that's what I'm saying, at signing. Right, yeah. but 70 million guaranteed at signing. So, yeah, so you, you have to like, yeah, we, the dude deserve it. The dude is great. And I personally wish and hope that he live, you know, just maintain him and yeah. live up to this contract. And I think... So that that's what I'm hoping for. That's the best the best option. Um, but at the same time, knowing the NFL, that thing can change in a heartbeat. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. And um, so at the same time, he can lose from this contract. But you know, and come like the the end, like closer to the end, like the last five years of the contract, nobody knows what the NFL is going to be like and how much money they're going to make and all that stuff. With uh, with all these TV deals and all that stuff, like. These team, the cap, the cap can you know increase significantly, and because the the contract is not tied to the cap, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm saying Kansas City can win from all of this. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, so, because if that cap goes sky high, sky high, like he, he, you know what I mean? Loses. Where where um, say for instance, 2022, right? Um, you know, COVID is still out and COVID is evolving and it's just getting crazy. And the only place you can watch football is on TV, right? What happened then, that means the TV deal is going to be significant. And that means, you know what I mean, the contract's going to be significant. Yeah. And, and he may lose out on he all that He may lose out on yeah. money. Yeah. You remember Scotty when he didn't take <laughs> the money now? That's what we talked about, remember? <laughs> hey, take the money take now. Take the money man. now. Take the money now. 
Yo, we don't know. We don't know what's. We don't know. We don't know. We, we just might. don't know. Yeah. And his negotiation is in a, a, a really, really, um, in a time where like you know so many, so much things, so much are happening, unknowns, like yeah. so many unknowns with so the COVID. You need, you need all the so money. So you, you need get. all the money you can get. So I just like the only thing that I don't like with NFL contracts, man. Like I wish. I wish that was an NBA contract where yeah, that shit is guaranteed, guaranteed or a baseball I mean? contract. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have been Monster. wonderful. Or even and if the guaranteed the money was really hey man, high. like listen, I'm a fan of Pat Mahomes. I wish the dude get everything that he can from the NFL. Um, the dude just like a cool dude, man. I don't have any problems with the dude. The dude is just like a really good dude, and he plays well. And you know, year after year, year after year, the dude keep producing. So. He deserve it, and I can Definitely. see, 100%. and I can see them seven out of those ten years in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, yeah. Right? yeah I, I mean, I can see a good amount of times playoffs, and you know, a good amount of t- in the Super Bowl too. Seven, that's pretty, that's pretty high. But I, I, I see know, man. Going. Like after this year, I feel like my Dolphins is gonna be good, man. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> once we get that playoff, that's it. Hey, you gonna go seven straight with uh with um. Yo, Paul didn't even want to comment. Paul is like roll his eyes. He like, knows. He knows Tampa's not going, yo. <laughs> Yo, speaking of the Super Bowl, right? Breaking news today with Raheem Mozart, uh, Maserati, uh, requests a trade due to the unproductive contract talks. What do you guys think about that, man? Another uh, running back that wants to be paid that it won't happen. Well, it's crazy, but you know he's making he's making uh, eight point seven million dollars in a three year contract, and he was basically a, I think what was it a um, backup? Yeah. Yeah. Running back, at that point, I think that's when he got his contract. I believe he was a backup or just on special teams when he got that contract. So that's $2 million a year. I mean, the guy was running. He had 377 yards in the, uh, in the, in the, excuse me, in the uh, playoffs in three games and five touchdowns, right? He had the most rushing yards on the team at 772. I mean, you, he's the lead running back right now. You traded your second running back out. So why shouldn't he get paid? Yo, I, I, I personally think. He should get paid, and um, and I don't even think he's asking for like twelve, ten million dollars. Right, he's just looking for you know respect. You know what I mean? Respect when it comes to the money, and I think running backs on a whole need to like form their own union because I feel like that's one of the most dangerous position on the on on, on a football team. Not paid. And they they're now like before they were like at the top of the pent- pentelium uh, uh, in regards to how much they get paid, and yep. now they're at the bottom, right? Yeah. And I think that's just unfair to them because they're just, they're just getting used. And I think they just need to form their own union. Or, you know, the players' union need to go ahead and realize, like, yo, hey, you need – every contract has to be – you know, has to have some incentive. If you if – you, if, if I have a running – if a running back rush over 200, um, 200 times a year – Yo, their starting salary should no be no less than five million dollars or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think like the players' union need to like start fighting for the running backs because what the owners on the GMs realize something in regards to the running backs, use them for four years after they you know within their rookie season and then get rid of them. And I think that's just unfair to them as a player. And I think. So by you know by just looking at that, I think um, the players' union need to support them and try to figure out a way moving forward yeah, so they can so, get paid. Because so let me play devil, devil's advocate on this one. So the and I'm not trying to knock running backs. I want to see them get paid. But from a devil's advocate standpoint, 
CMAC, Saquon, um, Zeke, they've been um, the best running backs of recent, right, for yeah. the past few years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where, ha- where have they gone as far as Super Bowl? Mm, nowhere. Not exactly. in a bit. Exactly. That's my point. So why am I going to invest so much money into this position if I could do a committee like what the 49ers did? Well, here's where I go with I I can tell you this one. Um, One is because the player that we're talking about right now got you to the Super Bowl, right? Because we know – Garoppolo did get them. Garoppolo did not get you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that defense had a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with it. Had a lot without to, without me running the ball, football is an ultimate team sport. It is, but so, if you take away that running game from the 49ers, because what, what what we talked about before, yes, that defense got you there, but if Garoppolo could have do the ball at one good why time, do, why don't why can't I just refill his position? with All right, cool. Else? Let's refill his position. You traded uh, one of the other running backs was Brita for a fifth round pick to Miami, right? Tevin uh, Coleman. Coleman, he's injury prone. Yes, Jared he's coming McKinnon. back. Injury prone from Minnesota, right? So now you literally don't have a running back. The two running backs that you had was Maserati and Breida. Breida's gone. Maserati is your only running back right now. So I am going to be there and say, hey, listen. So he, he's Amy. using it as a leverage. But I it's just, a leverage. Yeah. I, to me, until, until they prove that their position is needed – to win a championship, dumb boys in New England, they uh, have they 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 plug and play. Yep. All right, so so <laughs> they plug and play. I agree with you. So I have so I, I have a question for you, PJ. All right, so devil's advocate. I hear what you're saying and I, I understand what you're saying. So here is my devil's advocate, right? So all right, so minus you know they're not needed. You can. Plug and play. Any I'm not saying they're not necessarily need. I'm just saying that you can, you can plug and right, play. You can plug and, and play. And plug and play has been running working. back and and whatever. All right. Who won, who won the national championship? Um. The the Pat Mahomes. Um. The Kansas City. Kansas City. Right? City yeah. Kansas City. Who is the number one wide receiver in the league? Uh, Michael Thomas. He's not in. He wasn't in the Super Bowl, is it? Was he? No. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So the mere fact that the number one, you're, you know, the number one wide receivers. I can name the top five wide receivers right now, and none of them were on the Super Bowl team. It's the same thing in every but position. That's why quarterbacks get paid, though. That's I'm not, the yo, thing. Yo, I'm not so knocking. Pat, I'm not Pat knocking. Pat Mahomes is the no, no, reason no, no, why I'm they not were there. Knocking, and, I'm not knocking quarterback. This is what I'm saying. I'm not knocking quarterback. What I'm saying is, wide receivers are getting paid, and the best ones are not in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. That is not an argument for why running backs are not getting paid. That's all I'm saying. I'm but, not. You see what I'm saying? I'm not knocking. Yo, Mahomes need to make as much as he need to make because he's the, the the foundation of that team, and I agree with that a hundred percent. But the number one, number two, number three, number four, number five wide receiver was not in the Super Bowl nope. just as just as much as the number one, number two, number three, number five running back was not, in the, not in the Super Bowl. But the super the wide receivers are getting paid more than the running backs. Yep. I think they should be all and getting the, paid. And the running backs re- are the ones that are regardless in the same level. Run, run That's down. all I'm saying. But now you were I, saying that it was not a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. I agree with you. But we was on this show talking trash about Garoppolo. And we all believe Garoppolo should not be getting paid the money that he's currently getting paid right now. And Garoppolo plenty of, is there's not plenty of quarterbacks so, that shouldn't be getting 100%, paid the money. But he's solely not the reason why 
that they got to the um to the Super Bowl. So we want to go defense. It was like, why are we game, paying? It was a running game and the defense that got him. Yeah, there. but you have to look at all right. So look at every sport. The the whoever has the ball the most, that's who gets paid, right? In in almost every sport. So if you look at basketball, the superstars who have the ball the most, okay. they get the most money. If you look at soccer, the Messi's, the Cristiano, mm-hmm. they get the most money. It's the same in football. The the quarterback. He dictates everything. So we have to look at the sport. Unlike the difference between football, soccer, baseball, basketball, is that football is the ultimate team sport. You could put LeBron James on the the worst basketball team. That team is making the playoffs. You could put Kevin Durant the same. You could put Cristiano Ronaldo the same. In football, you can't do that. But how you utilize me is the issue. Right, because I can't run Derrick Henry to the ground to get you to the playoffs. And when he says, "Hey, you got to pay me," you're like, "I'm not gonna pay you." A lot of offensive lines make running backs look better than what they really are. That's very true. A lot of of offensive line make quarterback the best. Like, but that's okay. No one touched Brady. So that's what I'm saying. It's the ultimate team sport. Like, I'm not saying that they can't. they, They should not be paid. But I can understand the reason why. Like, why? If I'm an owner and I have to – remember, it's a, t, it's a sport that has the most players. Then why pay wide receivers? That's what I'm trying to That's understand. That's the market rate, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I understand. That's that, the market that, like, rate. Yo, yeah. I agree with you. I don't you. set the market. I know. I agree with you that the market rate is what's driving the market. I, I get what you're saying. I, 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 you know, I concur with you with that. But what I'm saying is – Running, why, why are running backs like looking, being like looked at so negatively? Because, um, because if you look at running backs, right, if you look at the teams with only one running backs, right, they're not making the playoffs either. And they're like the Zeke's of the world, right? They're making buku money, the uh, Christian McCaffrey of the world, they're making buku money, yeah. And yet, they're not, those teams are not pursuing through Maybe the playoffs. The system is wrong. Right. But at the same time, it's the same thing with the wide receivers too. Like they're not like the teams with the best wide receivers are not pursuing through the playoff. It's a team sport, as you say, and yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. And if you have a cohesive team, everyone on that team should be paid accordingly. I agree. I think back in the day, football was based on historically great running backs, right? Yeah, because you used to have one foundation running back that's, exactly. that you know that's playing hard, like you know what I mean. Exactly. MJD, all that. like these were like one no. running. You don't need any running you don't backs, need, like, but you the don't, game yeah. is transition. Yeah, it's transition. It's changed how it's played. The the sets the the you know spread offenses two running back committees. A lot of court, a lot but of at the same time, them. but at the same time, you have you have at least three wide receivers on the team, right? Yeah. And sometimes you have two out of the three that's performing, like, exceptionally well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so why are these guys getting more money and yet you're still not making the playoffs? Like, I just think, like, players should be played, it should be paid on their incentive. What they do for the team, you know, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be used. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Players shouldn't be used. And uh, I think... You know, if this, this, that's how, like, run, running back contracts are going to be looked at, like, hell, hey, I can go draft a running back that's decent in college right now and pound him for four years, don't take up the, don't pick, you know, don't pick up the fifth-year option and get rid of him and get a new and one. And then go do it all over and again. It, you know what I'm saying? And then do it all over again. If that's the case, then you have to have some incentive-based 
um, you know, contract in there where, like, yo, if you run a running back 150 times, sorry, you can't pay him less the, than $5 the, million. The players' dollars. union has to right. yeah, the step players up. Union has to yeah. step and up that, unfortunately, it. it won't happen for another 10 years. Yeah, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's just like – I'm not saying any player should get – yo, you, you get paid – Based on your talent, I don't care. I don't like. Listen, I'm never gonna like look down on a contract or think somebody shouldn't deserve it. Hey, if they're willing to pay you, take it. Because I promise you, right now in my nine to five, if if they come to me and say, "Yo, we're gonna give you a million dollar tomorrow," you think I'm gonna say, "Yeah, I don't think I deserve it." it. Like, you feel me? I don't know what's gonna happen next year. Yeah, give me my money. Yeah, Yeah. give me my money. Let's let's go in and hit the first quarter here. I know. We've been talking about, you know, next week we're going to go ahead and start doing a draft, right? We're going to do a uh, mock draft with us, right? Um, but the first thing that we wanted to do was kind of like, you know, we've been, you know, a lot of people have been asking us, it's just basically how do you run that fantasy league, right? How do you make a fantasy football league? And, and that's what we wanted to kind of break down, um, the fantasy leagues, uh, different draft leagues, a redraft league, and Really, you know, halftime, we'll probably talk about how to pick out certain players, et cetera. But as far as what are the things that you look for when making a fantasy league? Uh, for me, man, like, I'm a commissioner for multiple leagues. So um, what the first thing I always thought about is, like, what kind of league do I want? There's a plethora of leagues that you can do and all that stuff. I always look at, like, what kind of leagues – what kind of leagues am I looking for? What kind of leagues am I gonna I'm gonna go ahead and be a commission off a commissioner off and, and stuff like that? And and then I go into the kinds of league. Like you know what I mean? Um, what I mean by that is like so you wanna be the commission, what kind of league, and then what are the basis of those leagues? You know what I mean? And and, and that's that's the first thing I always looked at when I when I'm looking at a league. What about you, PJ? Um, same. Um, going through some some stuff that I see on here. I've never been a commissioner, but I heard it's a lot of work. Um, and I could tell it's a lot of work. <laughs> definitely, definitely That's why I kind of stay away from it. I think we were going back and forth on starting a, a league and we, we were all not saying that we don't want to be the commissioner. Yeah. So it, it's a lot <laughs> that goes league. into it. Um, a lot that goes into it. So I second a lot that you say over there, Ren. Yeah, man, we got to respect our commissioners. Like, no lie, though, because it's not easy to start a league because, you know, you have to get different personality in the league because once you figure out, like, what kind of league you want to do, right, you know, you have leagues from, like, guillotine league, best ball leagues. Well, we'll get into that. You know, yeah, you're going to get into those. But, you know, best ball leagues, you have your redraft leagues and stuff like that, dynasty leagues. So once you you figure out what kind of league you're going to do as a commission – you got to think about the players and, and how, many, how many teams do you want in these leagues. And when you're thinking about the teams and you're thinking about the people that you potentially want, you have to remember that, yo, all these people have different personalities and how are you going to go ahead and harness those, these personalities to unite for this one league, you, you know? Are you looking – I mean, even when we – like drafting, right? Are you, are you looking to draft early? Because I know those, that's one of the questions that we had is like, hey – you're looking to draft early, like four weeks in advance before the season starts, or is it is it late draft better, like a week to two weeks, usually around um, usually around preseason, like third or fourth game of preseason, or the last week of preseason that we normally draft at, right? Because we want to make sure their players are healthy, you know, there's no injuries, because usually there's a lot of injuries during that time. So, is that the dry, is that the mindset that you guys so, are going through? So yes, um, great point. 
if you if you winning your winning your fantasy football league takes a lot. Um, it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of digging, um, and you could get started early on that and, and really find some gems in the preseason, in the, the training camps. I remember last year um, they talked about, before Mark a- Andrews blew up, they talked a lot about Mark Andrews um, being um, um, Lamar Jackson's number one target. Yep. So I knew that going in. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why he was on my team. So you, you could, if you dig enough, you could find some real gems but if you draft early, you'll miss out on stuff like that. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm, the, the, the thing is, when you formulate in the league, um, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I'm just speaking from being commissioned from multiple leagues. All right. So y- when you figure out, like, what kind of league you're trying to do, the league size is very, very important. Uh, you want to know how many people you have to reach out to, and you want to make sure you have those people that are going to commit for the entire season. You know what I mean? It's the worst thing to have a league and you have somebody say, yeah, yeah, I'll try it. And then they try it for two weeks, three weeks, and then they just stop paying attention. You, not you're, interested. You're, you're, right, you're not interested in it. You're not making the proper changes and whatever. That kind of damaged your league. Um, so the, the, um, the league size is important. Um, it's what, what size is good? I mean, I know we paid – I've done 10, I've done 12, I've done 14. We, we've done 14s too. It's, it's preference, man. If you have – if you can get the, the, in, enough people that will commit for the entire season, then that's what you need to roll with. If you can get 10 people you know, that you know will commit for the entire season – that that's the that's the that's the league you should throw. If you if you I have like two people flaky, uh-huh. then you you probably. I think there's a lot. What you said about ten, twelve, or fourteen. I think the lucky number is twelve. Mm-hmm. I've been in all three, and I find that fourteen. Saturated. The, yeah, it's too saturated. You don't get the players that you really want. So it's not competitive enough. It's basically both are not competitive enough. Ten is not competitive enough either because then you have too many good players. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's like. Never you, know who to the, start. you never know who to start, and player the at, okay. So with a ten-team league or a fourteen-team league, you tend to find whoever is in that whoever harnesses that top those top two positions stay there. In a twelve-team league, it doesn't work like that. You gotta use your bench. You gotta um, hit the waivers and pick up the right players. So the most important thing about a league is that, and I think Ren was getting to this. You want it to be competitive. Right. You want to find it, make it competitive as much as possible. You want it to be where someone could start the league 0-3, but it's still confident enough they could still get into the playoffs. And you want it to be competitive enough where someone could start it 3-0 or 4-0 and, and still have to worry about five, 4, 5, and 6 to make it to, into the playoffs. Correct, correct. And I've been on, on both ends both of both that, sides. on both sides of that. So that's how you want the league to be um, as a commissioner Generated, and that's for you to find those sweet spots. And normally the positions are, you know, quarterback. You know, sometimes two running backs, um, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Right. Uh, sometimes you add in an extra wide receiver in certain leagues just to make it more competitive. I've seen people add in an extra defense in certain leagues. Right. Um, bench size, man. Like, how much bench players do you think that you actually need, or you want to open up? Especially with COVID nineteen. I know we spoke about this now. You know, average, you know, it's like maybe six players on the bench. With COVID-19, are, you know, are you looking to open it up more, widen it out, or add extra two IRs on there? 
or you could leave e- it at six, six. You could do it either way. You could add more bench players, or you could um, add an extra IR. The problem with the COVID situation is that um, you just also have to draft well. Yeah. Um, you want to have to draft really well um, more than anything this year. So you, you're going to have to do more research on players that you necessarily may not even be targeting. Um, but from a commissioner standpoint, you definitely want to factor that in and the best way to do that. Because people then you, you, you go to a situation where people are fighting over the waivers, right? right? Yep. So you want to add – I say add more bench players because out of any year, the bench players this year could potentially win your league or lose your league. I agree with that. What about uh, PPR or no PPR and scoring? All right, so you see how you say the sweet spot is 12? 12 with the new, like, with, you know, with how the uh, NFL is changing, I think PPR is the way to go. A half point or one point PPR, that's fine. Um, Standard leagues, I think, will be best for, like, a 10-team league when you have so many stars and so many, you know, so many star running backs that you can draft and, and stuff like that. I think if you're doing anything less than 12 for a league, that's when you go with a standard. Every um, 12 and above from this point on, just to increase the scoring, just to increase, you know, the competitiveness, I think, like, PPR would be um, is the way to go from that point on. Now, I know when we're in the leagues, man, we have, you know, team names. Um, in our league, we don't really care about team names as much as everybody else does, and that makes it more interesting when you're, you know, you're doing fantasy football with team names. I've seen other players are, like, excited about team names. And I think in our league, man, we're, you know, we're more about the, the message boards, right? Just to win. Yeah, and just to win. <laughs> but, you know, the message boards, you know, kind of entices us more, pushes us more when we talk trash in the message board about what's happening or the players that you're choosing right now or who got traded. And that kind of fuels that fire, right, in our league. That's something I believe that every um, every commissioner needs to have when they get a fantasy football, when they commission a league. Let me, so, let me, go ahead. Let go me ahead. say something real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You skipped over playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna get there, though. You uh, bring it back. You bring it back. Why? What? I noticed that 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 you you heard a little. You went over. I mean, it, I, like, I felt I felt like we didn't like need to speak about that. Like he, he had a whole speech on team names. Right. He has a. He, he, and I'm like, I'm looking here. And I he, see doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't know how it feels. I, I don't like, know how it feels in this league to make yeah, the playoffs, so, bro. So All right. He's just. He's just. Speaking. I just wanted to skip over that. Is that good? Guys out there, uh, let's talk about playoffs. Uh, <laughs> and we highlighted the mess out of team names. <laughs> but yo, uh, as far as team team names go, I. For me, man, like, team names, if you have a unique team name, yeah, it's great. I'll, I'll look at it and laugh or whatever. But team names are not, yeah, it's, you know, they're not that important to me. Like, I don't get offended on team names. There's some offensive team names out there. But I don't get offended on team names. It's, it's just you trying to be smart using the players in the league as, you know, to um, as a tool. But um, team names are good. Try to be unique. Uh, to be honest with you, man, in, in our league that we're all in, I, I can't even tell what y'all team names are. Like, that's how much team name doesn't matter to me. Um, it's it's the lineup that you put out. So if if I know it's you and you, you're putting out your lineup, that's what I pay attention to. I don't really pay attention to the team names. But it's good to have a unique team name or a funny team name or stuff like that. Um, 
but uh, before we get to what PJ want to talk about the, the the playoffs and all that stuff, <laughs> I just want to I just want to highlight something that um, every commission should you know cover before starting a league, and and it, it is the rules of the league. Yeah. The rules of the league. You need like every every participant in that league should know what the rules are, what can be done, and what can't be done. Um, if you're deciding on doing trades, w- how the trades will be approved? If it's going to be a, a, a league approval or is it going to be a commissioner approval? You you know what I mean. You want to talk about like, hey, um, how should lineups be looking like? Um, when sh- you have to set your lineups by and. You know, all that stuff are important and and need to be established before even putting together a league. You want to go cover all this with all the participants of the league before even, you know, setting up the league. Because I'm telling you, I've seen it before where when once someone learned the rules of the league, you, you'd be shocked how many people disagree with the rules and, and would not participate in the league. So, you, you know what I mean? You want to you talk about that. If changes are needed in the league, um, how would that be, you know, how would that be handled. incorporated or handled, you know what I mean? Um, is it going to be a voting thing? Is it going to be the commissioner that just made the decision? Is it going to, you know what I mean? So you, you have to establish all that stuff, the, the lines of communication and stuff like that when the league, whenever you're starting a league, you want to make sure everybody has a voice because if it's just the commissioner, it's just Goodell. <laughs> yeah, you know about yeah, that. You huh? know a lot, you know about, a Goodell, a lot huh? about that, huh? Good name. Oh, no, no, good day. Tradi- no traditions and incentives and trophies, bro. Like you ran it in in our league. You know, you. I think the last league. I mean, the last championship last year. You, you, normally, you would normally get a uh, trophies, right? Right. And this year, you kind of. Up, up it up, a trophy up and, up. and a ring. Like, yeah, and, and, so and, yeah, and, that's and Paul said he wants his ring this year. I don't know why he yeah, didn't win. It's, it's win or, or bust for me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's the thing. Like I'm looking at y'all. Like y'all ain't got no, like, no, chance. Yeah, <laughs> no chance. Three hours of. Uh, so there's three parts to that. Like you want to, uh, whenever you're establishing a league, you want to talk about like, is it a paid league, right? Um, a free league. I think uh, people are not motivated, motivated to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a paid league is the best. Uh, when you're doing a paid league, you want to know you want to you want to know who you want to highlight who is going to be paid. You know what I mean? Like in our league, if you make the playoff, you get some incentive. If you finish in the top three, you get some incentive. You know what I mean? If you have the highest score overall in the in the regular season, you get some incentive. So there there's certain things that you want to think about, talk about, and when you're covering your league. Um, trophies, you know, what, what, what is the end result and what's the, you know, trophies and all that stuff. Those are, those are important when you establish in the league. Um, how do you, how do you feel, PJ? Like what, what, what are some of the things that you like about leagues that you have participated in that you want to share? Like as far Um, as incentive goes? I like, I like the scoring. I like, I like it when there's multiple things to play for. You understand what I'm saying? So um, not just the trophy, but you, you the highest score or the fact that you want to recoup some of your funds that you invest in that league if you make the playoffs. So there's always incentives along the way, and I think that's the best. That that's what keeps that's part of what keeps the league um, competitive, and you, the league needs to be competitive for for everybody to 
participate and want to keep participating. And I know one of the things that you do like too is just the um, the free agencies. Like you know, you get like ten or twelve free, and then we yeah. start to pay. And then yeah, so it it, it the transaction the transaction yeah. fees. So I think that's that's also something that you should definitely look into because you have people that live on the transactions, you know, and you have others that manage it pretty well. So you want to give, that's why I said for a commissioner, it's very hard because it's a lot of sweet spots and your first time around, you may, you're going to, it's like a trial and error. So I think you need to have a lot of incentives. I'm trying to think of even more incentives that you can add into the league. Maybe if you, you win three games in a row because that's kind of like you win three weeks that's in a dope. row. Yeah, you know understand what I'm saying? That's yeah. a good incentive. Yeah, the, the highest points uh, in the league or – Yeah, uh, because the, normally people week. don't win three three weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah. You right, understand right, what I'm saying? Right, right, So that's an incentive. You know, um, if someone wins three weeks in a row, we each each person from the league got to pay that person 10 bucks. Yeah. You yeah. understand? If you're in yeah. a 12-team league, that's $120. Yeah. Right. You just bought back – you're, yeah, you're buying teams. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, by yeah, winning yeah. three weeks in a row. So you may win or go three and three and oh and never and then end up going what, finishing three and But you would still have, you still still have still something. Make some money. Yeah, exactly. Some of your money. Some money. It's yeah, not a so loss, but it's a I loss. I agree with that. Like there there are a lot of incentive that you can um you can incorporate in your league and um as PJ said I agree with that a hundred, a hundred percent. So you just have to know the people that you're dealing with, um, the participant of the of your league. You just have to know who you're dealing with, and uh, what incentive you think will work for everyone. And um, and you know that's that's the gist about setting up a league, man. You just gotta, as I said, you gotta figure out what kind of league. You gotta figure out how many members. You gotta figure out like what the rules are. You, you gotta, gotta make figure sure out the roster format. You gotta make that, sure that's the one thing we cover, but. Uh, the roster format is key, right? The roster, roster format, format is key. key yeah. Like, you have to... And you, you got to draft based on that, too. Right, because, yeah. like, the roster format determines a lot of things, like yeah. the draft. And, you know, you have to research um, based on the roster format because you can have a two-quarterback league and you decided that, like, all right, so quarterback is important. So you, you've researched quarterback more than anything else. You're going to uh, probably you, draft them higher. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. a flex league, like a multiple flex league, you're going you're gonna to be like, all right... Who do you like more, running backs or wide receivers? Yep. All right, maybe I like wide receivers. So you're going to research wide receivers. So here's the format is key. So um, the standard format, yeah, it's great. You know, a quarter. the standard format is a quarterback, two wide receiver, two running backs, one tight end, one defense, one – that's good. But to make your team, make your league more competitive, it's great to, like, incorporate some curveball in that. You know what I mean? Yo, we got to do the, the three-week three weekends. You know why? You know how much pressure it would put on the person that they're paying, playing on the third week to beat, to, to, you know, beat that person so they don't get all the money? Yeah, I know. You, everybody on the league is going to be watching, watching that, 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 like, that. So they don't make that money. So they don't everybody make the have money. To, everybody exactly. have to pay. pay yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I get I get. Listen, formula is good, man. So I, I think, yo, that's oh. the foundation of a, of a fantasy league if you're deciding to start one. Yeah, let's go to the second quarter here, man. Redraft leagues. How do you guys feel about redraft leagues? You know, basically, a redraft league gives you a fresh start every season, right? And this type of league, you just draft a team at the start of the season, manage those players throughout the year, and then redraft a whole new team the following year, right? Yep. What are the most common mistakes to avoid in the, in a redraft league? Well, so, what do you like about a redraft league? All right, do so you like a redraft, redraft league? league, 
is my favorite kind of league. And this is why it's my it's it keep the competition going. Every year it's something new. You, you know, you have to come better every year. Like you, you learn from the prior season, right? You as a player, you learn from the prior season. You're coming into new year new year and you're like, all right, strategy may change, how your draft may change, how you approach the league may change, the research may change, yep. and all that stuff. So that's why I like redraft league because you all you you continuously evolve um, when it comes to a, a, a redraft league. What about you, PJ? What what do you think about redraft leagues? Yeah, you don't make the same mistakes twice. So um, in a redraft league, that's a lie. That's that's a lie. lie yeah, lie. we have. Seen. I, I made that mistake see, twice. See, Two years special case, <laughs> but it wasn't a redraft <laughs> league. It was a. It wasn't a redraft. It was a keeper league. But yeah, yeah so he, let's go. Ju- he just. Let's yeah, move on. Just, let's so, move on. Let's a move good on thing with in the redraft shots. leagues, you also <laughs> learn. People people tend to live by habits, right? Yep. So you're gonna learn the people who you're playing against and how they draft their drive style like so you could kind of gear your draft all right i may need to pick this one player a little earlier because i know this guy is running back geared or running back heavy or wide receiver heavy so on and so forth so redraft leagues to me though are more for rookies um in a sense of i think keeper leagues um dynasty leagues you need to be a little bit more keen on what you're doing. Redraft league is like, all right, so we destroy it, we rebuild it. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas a keeper you're league, you're the Cleveland Browns for the next ten years. Exactly. So with a with other leagues, you gotta kind of be strategic in everything that you do. Because right. in a in a we'll get to in a second, but in a keeper league, you could look forward to, you know, you could dra- you could uh, trade someone. That you plan, yeah, you're trading just to keep that person for next year. Yeah. Right. That's your franchise player. That's your, your franchise, franchise player. player. So yeah. in a you're re- building around a redraft league is for more people who are probably first getting into fantasy. I yeah. would suggest that you do a redraft league if it's your first year or your second year, and then you graduate into something like a keeper league or a dynasty. So you're kind of saying like the mo- one of the biggest mistakes is really not understanding uh, how to adequately plan. Yeah, uh, like those were my mistakes when I first started football, like adequately planning. Yeah. Like, I don't know if – I can't speak for you, obviously, but – This guy. Obviously, obviously, I've progressed along the way. Like, I made the playoffs and, and so on and so forth. You surpassed him. I've surpassed him, you know. So, and I think, we, I think we came in the league the, the same time. Yes, yes, yeah. y'all did. Yeah, the same so. year. Ugh. God. All right. Man. Wait, before we even move on, like, so there's a few things I want to yeah. po- point out about redraft league. This is why I like redraft league. They keep the competition going, this right? Guy, yeah. Um in a redraft league, your your bench is very important. Very, very important as far as strategy goes. When you're drafting um in a redraft league, you sometimes when you when you draft those high high picks of like running backs and stuff like that, you may want to get their handcuffed, meaning Meaning you want to get the players that would come in if they if they leave. So that's one of the things to consider when you're doing a, a redraft league. You know what I mean? I think that's good. Um, redraft league, you got to You got to You got um, before the draft. You have to develop your strategy. Um, a strategy of uh, all right. Am I gonna go running back heavy? Am I gonna go wide receiver heavy? Am I gonna go? Um, am I gonna go? Um, 
you know, best player available type deal. Like, you know what I mean? So those are key when you're doing a redraft league. Um, so redraft league is a little different from a lot of other leagues. So you have to do your research when it redraft league. If you, and, and as PJ said, if you're new to fantasy football, a redraft league is what you want to enter. Like, you don't want to enter, like, a, uh, you know, a, a keeper league or a dynasty league or whatever because those require a lot more research. Even though research is required in a redraft league, I think, though, like, a redraft league is the entry league. Um, so th that's my take on it. Like, you have to be prepared for the draft when you're doing a redraft league. You have to know the players that you're going to be picking. Um, but the, the, the good thing about redraft league, you can correct your mistake year after year. If you made a mistake last year, if up. you go, yeah, you can build it up. If you say, oh, I went wide receiver last year, uh, that didn't work out for me. I'm going to go running back heavy this year or, you know, I'm going to go best actually, player available this year. That's that a, that's actually key. gets us in halftime show, right? I like that. Right? Yeah, we're going to so get, get, get out of strategy. You, just going right into the halftime show, like how do you pick your players? And I know – a lot of our listeners and some some of the guys that we draft with. So without giving out your secrets, you know, oh, I give how do you how do you pick the players in your draft? Do you go heavy running back, heavy quarterback? Wait certain times to pick a quarterback. I know we talk PJ about Knight. that every you know we talked about every week as far as when we when you should draft it. Like last week we spoke about the ADP, right? When should we draft a quarterback? What time? A so first. you wanna you wanna. Um it's a lot, man. You got to know your league. So is your league – does your league have three receivers? Does your league have two flex spots? So that's, that's the first thing you got to look at, right? Right. So you look at that and then you say, okay, I'm going to need this more and I'm going to need maybe less of this. And then you want to know your players, the people who you're playing against. Because in a lot of leagues, like, you go running back heavy and win. You go wide receiver heavy and win. You go best available yeah. and win. Yeah. But you got to have – in my experience, you want to know what you're doing in each round. So I have a set, I have a, I have a list of players each round that I'm looking at that I think is going to be there, and that's how I'm going. You don't want to, you don't want the round, you don't want to be, for example, in the fifth round, and you have no idea who you're, you're about to pick. You understand so what I'm saying? So you're saying, like, you need to tear up your players. Like, this is I, tier one. Yes. This is I tier, tear them two. up. Right. I yeah. tear them up. Yeah. And so when, you, I mean, when you're drafting, do you, you know, you have your draft board kind of seeing, like, yeah. the right. first round, yeah. second I round, Yeah, I queue them up, and then if if a player falls to me, like, let's say I had him tiered in the second round. In the, in the second tier? Second, no, in the third round. And um, he falls to me. He's still there by the time I get to the fourth round. I'm taking him. You right. understand what I'm saying? You got to plan and know what players are going to break out this year or What's do, a steal? you understand Who's what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's a steal? And in football, the worst thing you could do is base everything off last year. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, sport it's a whole that, new year. A whole new year. It's the ultimate team sport, like I said. Look at the players that drafted Juju, Le'Veon Bell, OBJ. Uh, I mean, every Le year Le is going to be. last year was going first round, right? Yeah. Was it first yeah. or second round, right? And now OBJ, he's going Juju third, Smith. fourth round. They're all, they're all going first They're round. all going first, first round. Yeah. And now if you look at their ADP, it's way down. But that's what you got to look at. You know, Juju gets Ben back. OBJ, you know, so it's so much. Yeah, you got to so look much. at you what, look what's at happening. What's, what's happening, happening You can't league. base everything off last year yeah. and thinking those players are going to produce the same because it really, it really happens in football. Now, one of the things is, you know, 
drafting kickers and defenses, right? I've seen people draft a kicker and defense maybe 12th, 13th round or something like that, right? Kind of like in a middle area that, you know, you should be getting your bench. Do you recommend that? Like, I, I, I'm a guy that, man, those are my last two things I'm picking out. All right. So, all right. So, for me. What's I'm, the best defenses? All right. I'm just going to give you two sentences on what PJ says. Um, one of the things that when you're doing your draft, when you, you know, when you're doing your draft for your league, you have to do is pay attention to your draft. And what that means is if there is a run on quarterbacks, listen. You may need, you need to, start to start looking at quarterback. quarterbacks. Yep, if there is a run on wide receivers, you may need to start looking at wide receivers and your strategies through the door. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you go running back and there's no receivers. Right. You so are, if you're smart enough, you're supposed to factor that in. Yeah, you already right. have You're factor supposed to factor that in yeah. because a run is going to happen. This, yeah. is, this is for the beginners. Though. This yeah. is for the beginners. Like, yo, you have to see – what your lead drafts are like and see what the run is on, like, you know what I mean? Where the if projected you, run right, is going to come in. What happened is you may have a wide receiver in the third round and there's a run on wide receivers and you were like, and that wide receiver that you had in the third round got picked. So what are you going to do at that point? You know, you got to be like, all right, I have to get the best available wide receiver because there's a run on wide receivers right now, vice versa, running backs right now, whatever. You, you have to pay attention to your draft. You can't, be doing a draft and doing any other thing. You have to pay attention to your draft for you to be successful in winning your league. Um, Do you stay away from rookie wide receivers? No, I, I I don't stay away from anybody. I look I look I look at I look at I really and truly look at the draft. Look at the teams. Look at the team. Yeah, like the schemes and all that stuff. And then I make my determination if if the rookie is worth picking or not. That's just my take. I know, um, I know you're like a running back heavy guy, right? I'm, well, I'm really not. Me, you're though. not a running back heavy guy. You're like an uh, all-around player. Whoever right. the best player Who is. Who is the best player? I'm you, looking, I look at value. That's, you, that's just my I feel my like you're, you, you still lean towards running back. Yeah. And you got, right now you got Derrick Henry in the keeper league, obviously. Right. You're talking about that. But are you looking at, even you, P, you, you got uh, your quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, right? Are you looking at what type of backup are you getting? Are you trying so to get that's, like a that's, rookie backup? That's, that's what as I'm a trying to tell you. Wait, wait, wait. That's, a, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't, I, I'm not running back heavy. It's the value that falls to me. Like Derrick Henry fell to me in the fifth round last year. Think about that for a second. Fifth round, Derrick Henry fell to me. And he's a number one. He's right. a first round. You see, you see what I'm saying? So it, I look at value. Like if. If I'm drafting this year in the first round, right, and I have Derrick Henry in the fifth round as a keeper, and I see Devontae Adams fall to me at the position I'm drafting at, I'm sorry, I'm taking Devontae Adams over Chubb. Like, yeah. That's that's just me. Like yeah. you, you get what I'm saying? So I'm not running back heavy. It's the value of the players that's falling to me. If a, if a player fell to me, and I felt I feel based on my scorecard and my research and my plan that this player needs to be picked up, I'm picking that player up. But um, let's jump into the, the defense and, and, and well, stuff. Well, yeah, before we get that, like, Pete, like, you had Lamar Jackson. That was one of the things that you were worried about, right? To like, man, you got Lamar at 12, but then you were thinking about, I think you were thinking about another, was it a receiver or a running back that you wanted to keep? Like, how did you players. make that decision? It was a couple players. Um, I thought about it hard, man. Lamar is special. So at 12, it's, it's kind of like a no-brainer, but I, I can't remember who – I had a couple of the players that um, were in good good slots. And going into this year, I don't think, like I, I've been saying show after show, 
Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are not going to separate themselves from the competition this year as far as a quarterback position standpoint. Um, Colin Murray, Josh Allen, Brady, they, uh, Breeze, they're all on high-powered offensive teams. So it's not going to be Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes run away. What? Um, one thing I want to piggyback off of what Ren said and to touch on your point about the defense, old-time sayings are true, and I'm not going to drop a lot of them, um, but if you look at statistics, uh, defenses don't repeat. So the t- the defense last year never repeated. Never, as, well, never. never repeated. Yeah, it's a one-year so thing. Yeah. There's a thing with receivers and a thing with running back I'm not going to mention on the show, yeah. but there's an old statistic that stays true. It's for you to figure out, and it can help you in your league. Here, here you go. That's the end of the halftime, man. Uh, third quarter. It kind of bleeds into what we were just talking about halftime as far as dynasty leagues and keeper leagues, right? A keeper league is similar to a dynasty league, but involves just keeping a smaller portion of your players. Basically, keeper league allows you to for a few players to be retained, and a dynasty allows for almost all your players to be retained, right? Should be all based on if you don't want to keep them or not. Which one do you guys prefer? All right. So first and foremost, I want to talk about like the kinds of keeper leagues. There's a, like multiple keeper yeah, leagues it's multiple. Um, that you can consider when you're setting up your fantasy football league. If you de- if you determine that you have 12 friends or 12 individuals or 12 participants that you think will be in the league the following year, and it's you know you know they will participate fully and pay attention fully. There's a couple of things that you have to, you want to consider as a commission. You want to talk about like all right. How many keepers? That is key. Do you want them to keep one, two, three, four, five keepers? You know what I mean? I mean, at when that you, point, it's, right. yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta think about that. The second thing that I think you have to think about is, like, are you doing keeper per position? And what, what I mean by that is, like, not the round you draft them in, but the position. All right, if it's a three-keeper league, you can only keep one per position. Yep. You can only keep one quarterback. You can only keep one running back. You can only keep one wide receiver. Yeah. So Whatever those are the things is. that you – those are the rules that I speak, spoke about in the first quarter that you have to make sure you, you, you put out and explain to all the individual. And then the, the other thing that you have to consider is, all right, are you keeping those keepers at the draft position or they're going to be your first you, first, your, your second, first round, third. second, or third, or whatever, if you decided to keep two, three, four, whatever? Are, are you going to decide that that's where those keepers are going to lie? Because that determines, you know, um, what, your, what your plans are, or what the, what the uh, individual in, its, in, your, in your league are going to plan out, how they should plan when they're doing this. How do you feel about Dynasty Leagues, Pete? Um, I like them. Um, I know we were talking about organizing one. Um, these type of leagues, the Dynasty League and the Keeper League, is like Ren said, you want it to be amongst a close knit of people, people who are very enthused about fantasy football, um, tend to be a little bit more professional, um, you know, a couple years of, of doing fantasy football. Because Dynasty League, you don't want, Dynasty League, you're basically keeping the same team that you had the year before. And you're, dra- you're, you're going after players in the draft. There's a unity aspect. There's yeah. a unity aspect. So yeah. the, that unity is, is tight. You definitely want to have like a, a, some form it's of group messaging. Yeah. And you want to have group messaging amongst um, the players in the league so that, you know, that builds a competitiveness. It, it keeps everybody tight in a unity, um, something to look forward to on the weekends, throughout the week. We got this guy over here that like to send trades at hey. – X, um, X hey, what, four or five in the morning? I don't know if you're sleeping. I don't know if you're awake. I'm just ready. 
dude, yeah. Just ready, man. This dude, bro. <laughs> you got to be ready, man. I just don't know. Listen, we wake up like but 5 o'clock. We literally know? wake up 5 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday night um, yo, waiting to yo, see I'm who is available. So let's I'm not, not play gonna, around I'm with that. I'm not even going to talk about that. Like, there, there, there's a lot of, like, after wave a run, yo. you know, you're looking out, I wake up early just Listen, to look at my, like. You ever get shocked when you put in your, your, your waiver selection? And you, and you, and you, you got it? that yeah, player? You're like, how oh, in the world did they love That's how he got the tight end. That's what I felt about Williams last year when I got him. That's how I got him. And then he went down, and I'm like, yeah. yo, that's that's how I felt about Waller. Like, yo. when I got Waller, I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, like these. But you in- could plan it out because you, if you know the waiver order, you could you could see. Yeah, you right, know this, what's happening. Yeah, you could be like, all right, he's not gonna. You understand yeah, what I'm he saying? Yeah, he needs a running back. He needs, he needs a running a back. He needs this. He needs that. So the, that this player may fall to me. So. Yeah. You got to know your league, man. That's that's, that's highly important. That that is very very important. You have to know your league yeah. and you have to know the people in your league and Listen, know their tendencies. Me, yeah. me and my boy Dre in the guillotine league, which we're going to be talking about next. Yeah, we, we <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. Me and my boy Dre was up together. Like we had an alarm <laughs> clock for each other, like setting it up to see what players that was available for us to pick before anybody else. We didn't tell nobody it was available at those times. We just waited for it, <laughs> just yeah, started picking getting, players, man. That that league, that kind of league is unique, and we're going <laughs> to talk about that. But um, just to get back to the dynasty league, man. Um, the thing about the Dynasty League, the Dynasty League take, uh, takes a lot more time and dedication. The reason being because you're, you're always trying to win every year, right? But the, the, Some the, of us. Right. The, the, <laughs> the, dynamic, the dynamic of the Dynasty League, it kind of changes from, like, a, a redraft league or a keeper league. Um, reason really? being, the reason being, like, you, when, you, when it comes to a dra- Dynasty League, you're only really drafting rookies because every right. player's – Every decent players are already drafted, right? So you're only drafting rookies. So you have to do your research on the rookies, how they're playing in colleges and all that stuff. Not only, not only the, the rookie, you know what I mean, is a, there's a lot of trade for position, like, mm-hmm. uh, tra- like draft picks, you know what I mean? Like you, and you, you try to maintain a younger, a younger player dynamic, you know what I mean? You want to the, the players that you think is going to be crazy in the next two years and stuff like that yeah you have some recent players some recent studs on there but you have you project for the future if yeah, you understand what correct. i'm saying that yeah. when it comes to dynasty league it, it requires a lot more dedication you're being a general manager of your own nfl team yeah you're pretty honest. much like saying hey listen i have tom brady you know last year right and burrow is coming out this year do i look at burrow is he going to be the future you want right. to know the, the draft. Yeah, the, you have the to know the draft. NFL draft. Yeah, you have to know the NFL draft because usually when you have a, dyna- um, a dynasty league that, that is going on for m- multiple years, all you're doing is just rookie draft. Rookie draft. Yeah. And funny thing, too, is that some rookies don't perform until their second year. So right. you may have to look at it, all right, this is going to be a year two type of thing. You understand what I'm saying? It's really being a GM, like planning – for the future ahead. Right, that, and that's why the life expectancy of a uh, dynasty league is usually multiple years. Yeah. So that's the thing, man. And what the other key thing about dynasty league, though, is a lot of lot of trades, a lot of trades for position, especially in drafts. Um, just like you would, you can trade like, yo, you can get my second and my fifth round pick. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are the things that you have to consider when you're doing a draft. And I, 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 the best advice I can give on, on, on a dynasty, if you decide to start one or you decide to participate in one, 
is that, yo, you want to stay young. You want to stay young and in the middle of their career and closer to the beginning of their career. The end of their career is not a great position to do. You can't have a bunch of Frank Gores. You can't have a, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Going down. A, bunch, a bunch of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, you can't have, like, you know what I mean, a bunch of Tom Brady's and stuff like that, that are Fitzgerald that are on – their last leg um, within that, the NFL. Like that's you, where that research you wanna, kicks you wanna, Yeah, you want to stay young, man. You want to stay young when, you, when you're when considered to be part part of a dynasty league. You I, mean, I mean, you're, you're really, like, at the end of the day, you are the general manager of your team. I Yeah, 100, 100, that's 100. What, that's what you're playing. When you're playing dynasty, you're general manager of that team. You're trying to figure out, you know, what quarterback you have. You're looking at the future. Like like I said, it's just running Miami Dolphins or New England Patriots. Yeah, like, it's you the know, same Tom thing. Brady leaves. Did you have a backup quarterback that you felt like that was going to be good? No. You got to look at what. Strategy is to stay young. Yep. Stay, stay young. young and look for upside. Yeah, man. Now, we're going into the fourth quarter. First of all, which ones do you guys like the best? Dynasty League or, or, or Keeper Leagues? Would you prefer? If I'd rather keep a league. Just I, like, all right. So for me, when it comes to fantasy, drafting is one of my favorite thing to do. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It's like, something to look there's forward something, to. It's something about drafting that I like. I will listen, man. Like before any season, I probably, I probably do like a hundred mock drafts, bro. Like yeah. I, because I enjoy drafting so much. Like drafting it, is. Key. And you still get the benefit of keeping a player from your your last right. team. Right, so I, I it's like the best keeper, of both I like, Yeah, I like I like keeper. I like keeper leagues. Keeper leagues are probably my favorite because you know you have that player that you drafted late, you know, in a season, and and that's if your league is set up like that. If your league is set up where whatever draft position you keep to the following year type deal. I, I like leagues like that because, you know, some of the times you take a shot on a guy and a guy just perform, bro. Yeah. Yeah. They just perform and you just look at it and it's that like, happens oh, that was a great you're just like, yo, that was a, like, look at, look at, look at freaking Jackson for you, bro. Yeah. yeah. 12, 12 round, bro. Like, 12. There's a lot of players, man. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Yeah. Like, yo, I have. Devin Singletary. I, I, dude, I drafted Derrick Henry in the fifth. Yeah, Derek Henry. Derek when Henry. I, when I drive, um, oh, not, not this year, but Patrick Mahomes. What was it? Was it twelve, thirteenth, or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. yeah. In, in, in in 2018, when yeah. he was a, was he on fire? So it, it happens know, every year. It's going to it, happen plenty every this year. year. You, every you, year. You, but it gives you that <laughs> gratification where you're like, oh my god, I I did yeah, this, yeah. And this is such a significant value for the next year. You know what I mean? Even though you may not win your league, but you look at that one pick or that two pick or that three pick, and it's just like, yo. This is what I'm looking for where next year this is going to put me and in I think a great position. I think that's what's the difference between a keeper and a dynasty. Like, I feel like with the dynasty, it's going to be like, I have a team to get to the playoffs. I have, and I'm going to be in the playoffs and in the playoffs and in the playoffs. Whereas, when you're doing a keeper, it's yeah. like there, there's that 50-50 chance that you may not you, know, you still may not make the playoff. Even yeah. though you, have, you, you, you drafted have that player draft. with value yeah. in the previous years. Like, it's like, yeah. it's so week that's to why week. Keep, it's that, week to week at that point. 100. Like, I, that's why I like – Keeper, redraft leagues. That's 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 my favorite league is uh, the keeper. Let's roll into the fourth quarter here. We got best ball and guillotine league, man. Uh, with best ball, you only focus on the best player of the season, right? Long fantasy football. Right. Best and and the format is usually one quarterback, three wide receiver, two running backs, and a tight end. Yeah, no defenses, no, no defense, no yeah. Like so. Now guillotine is it's it's kind of fun. We did it last year for the first time, right? 
Um, that's basically drafting your players, and then you're knocked out if you have the lowest point each week. Each week, right. 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 And, and I know, like we stated before, you know, that's not your favorite since you came up with the league and then you were knocked out the first week. Not a fan of that, right? <laughs> no, I actually love that league. Like, funny enough, I love that league. And it's funny. It's funny about these two leagues, right? These are new up-and-coming leagues that just got introduced probably in the past three years. Um, I'm, and I'm going to talk about them individually. Different, and I'm, I'm going to turn the mic over to PJ. So let's talk about best ball. Your strategy on best ball is, like, significantly different from any other league. Um, like, so when you're talking about best ball, right, when you're looking at best ball leagues, you draft your league. The most important thing you can do is drafting. And once you draft your, um, draft your, uh, your team, it's just the best player play that fits the, you know, the outline. One quarterback, three wide receiver, two running backs, and whatever. But you have 18 rounds. So you, you get to draft 18 players within, within that league. So that's the thing. You don't have to worry about it. You draft it. You don't have to worry about it for the, re the remainder of the season. At the end of the season, you see where you finish. And I like that league because you get to, like, look at, like, the upside players. You know what I mean? You look at the upside players at that point. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dope, man. What do you think about that? PJ, what do you think about that? Um, so, sorry about that. So the best ball and the guillotine – the best ball and the guillotine league. Um, I would say, so with the best ball, you're looking at drafting and forgetting. So you want to focus on reliability. Players that you know are going to produce. Right. You don't want to focus on potential. Um, with the guillotine league, you're, you're focusing on that week and that week only. You understand what I'm saying? It's short term. Um, both are kind of short-term when you think about it because you're just drafting and you're leaving it alone. So you're looking at the best available player in each, in each round in the best ball. And the guillotine league, you're looking at, all right, how can I not be eliminated this week? So I need to draft a team to win with the X amount of money that I have, and you're looking at week to week. So it's different. Um, they're more exciting leagues from, from compared to the others. Right. And if you're more of a short-term person, you don't want to – if you're one of those that if you lose three games, you kind of forget about the league, maybe these leagues are more or, or better for you. Exactly. Um, I agree with you 100%. But I want to ask you a question, PJ. Um, say, for instance, is your draft strategy would – your, would your draft strategy be different between a guillotine league or a best ball league and how? Yeah, because in a best ball league – I'm not drafting a player who I think is going to miss any part of the season if he's injury prone. I'm not drafting off of potential. So, guys, all right, so, for example, I'm high on Jonathan Taylor, but then he's competing with Marlon Mack. Mm. Yep. So, in a keeper and, league, and he, help. Hines. Uh, and, yeah, so he's, he's, he's in a, like a uh, running back by committee right now. Yep. However, I feel that down the road when I need him the most – He's gonna be he's gonna be the number available. one guy. So in a in a keeper league or a dynasty league, um, you want to target someone like that, right? In a in a best ball league, you may want to stay away from someone like that because there's too much uncertainty. Correct. You don't wanna you you don't wanna draft someone with uncertainty in these type of leagues. What about short term? You? What about you? See what how how as far as a best ball league and and a going to, uh, guillotine league 
at the beginning of the season? How do you draft? Like, I mean, how, what's your difference? Same way as Paul, man. I'm, I'm looking – and I draft the same way in every league because I'm looking for, you know, the future. I'm looking at, like, hey, listen, week eight, week nine, when these guys are ready, are they going to push it, right? So, guilty league, I, you know, I went in and just got the, the best players available just like you would go with, right? So, I, I think I ended up with, like, Patrick Mahomes and, and um, you know, Kelsey as a tight end. And so I, I came up with some good receivers, but I knew it was week to week with Guilty, right? So then you're going in like, all right, I got I to gotta make sure I have a, a good team enough to beat that guy for this week, right, whoever I'm playing. And then at that point, whoever loses or whoever has the lowest points at that point is going to be dropped and their team is going to be gone. So then right. we then go into a, basically a redraft, redraft right. of getting the guys' players that is on there because we're going to be in a bidding war to find out, you know, how much money you're going to spend on there. So at that point, I, I think last year I went in and just started bidding high, right, started getting these key players and being able to put them on my team. So If, if you're into uh, uh, DFF, yeah. uh, guillotine league is probably for you. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's no different than daily fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. So um, best, you're, players. best players. Best players. And then you're also looking at competition for that week. So if you're playing, like, for example, you're playing a team. You're, I, I can't figure the teams out right now, but you're playing a team where you think they're going to blow them out early and they're going to then just run the football, or you're playing uh, uh, two teams are playing where you think the team is going to be down and they're going to have to throw the ball. So you want to take the competition, the real NFL, into the, the, what you think the fantasy is going to be. I think the example would be like KC and the Rams, right? There's no running game there. There's no point, running game, but there's exactly. There's a bunch of passing. There's over. a bunch of passing. You want to target Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, Kelsey, all the receivers per- perhaps in, in, in that league, you know? So, 100. Or in that I, game, that week, I mean. I agree with you guys in regards to the guillotine league. My, my perspective on best ball is a little different, though. Um, the reason being, you have eight rounds – you have 18 rounds, I'm sorry, 18 rounds um, of drafting, it's right? It's a long time. Right. It, it, it's, it's a long time. And all, all that counts is one quarterback, three wide receivers, two running backs, and one tight end. Yeah. So my philosophy when it comes to that, um, when you're drafting, I want to have at least three quarterbacks, at least six wide receivers, and at least. Um, in best ball, right? Yeah, in best ball. Oh, yeah. um, so, so when I'm uh, five, five to six wide receivers, five to six running backs, somewhere around there, um, and it's just based on the draft. And the players that I look at in best ball is kind of different um, compared to what you guys are saying. Um, I, I look at the, the guys that are upside. That's going to be the number one that week, like the Fuller, right, the Deshaun Jackson, right, um, as far as wide receivers goes, right? I'm looking at those kind of players that I know that when they produce, they're going to go, you know, you can't project when they're going to produce. Like the Tyreek Hill, the, the Fuller, and all, you never know when they're going to produce. But those are the best best ball players, reason being because when they do produce, they're in your starting lineup because that's how best ball works. You know what I mean? They take the best player on your team that week and put them in the starting lineup. So that's how I draft. I look for the upside guys when I'm looking at best ball um, looking at best ball league when I'm participating in best ball league I look at those those like hitters like when whenever they're on they're on man and you there is nobody outscoring them the Fuller the Sean Jackson the Tyreek Hill when they are on it's over forget it 
But at the same time, to get those in-between weeks, you want to get those foundation players, like you were saying, uh, PJ. You want to get those sure players that you can draft that will always produce, but you also want to get some of those big hitters on your team whenever yeah, you're drafting. Um, Cause you're looking like you're saying even with guilty, and it's like you're looking at these players like, man, I'm gonna in a regular league, you probably wouldn't draft Patrick Mahomes in the uh, in the first, second, third round or whatever, right? Right, you probably right, wait. right. But in right. a guilty league or in the best ball league, you gotta have to. You have to. I have to go you after have this to. guy. You have to. And um, so my philosophy with the my philosophy um, with the guillotine league and the difference between the guillotine league and a redraft league, right? This is the funniest thing. In a redraft league, bench is important. Yep. You want to make sure you get those handcuffs. You want to make sure you have those players that will you can substitute on those bye weeks and all that stuff, right? You want in a guillotine league, not important. None of that. <laughs> none, none of that, that is important. important. Yeah. The only thing that's important in a guillotine league is your starting lineup. You want to draft the Best yeah. starting yeah. lineup that points. you can. And then you go into the next week. And when you do go into the next week, you look at your fab budget, you look at the players that you want, and then you choose those players. Because you, you, you know what I mean? Like you have that money. Like fab yeah, budget. You're building budget, your bench. You're right, actually you're, building your bench when every week. Every week you build your bench. But at the same time, you don't want to spend all your money first week. Yeah. You have to be careful with that fab budget when it comes to a guillotine league. You have to. Make sure you need that player. If you have, like, a wide receiver like Hopkins and, say, OBJ in your wide receiver spot, and they produce and they give you 15 points last week. Don't sweat it. You may not want to spend as much on the fact that Devontae Adams is now in, on the waiver. Why do you need yeah. that? You to save need, that money? You, right. You, you want to hold back because it, it's, it's – as the league go along, you're going to see that the importance of your fab budget. And yeah. you don't want to spend all your money. You want to have, you wanna have the most money. I've seen that. I, I've seen, um, granted, the first gear team league that we did, I, I got knocked out in the first, That's first round. You, no, but you but, have no, the expertise but, because you were actually right, watching I watched, it I watched, you right, I watched the game and I've seen the mistakes that everybody, like a lot of people made. Where yeah. there was, I, I saw player, like, I saw people spend Yo, the entire fat budget in the first three weeks, and then when it comes to like great, great players at the end, you know, being available on waivers, they don't have they any have money. Nothing. They, they can only bet. just look. People were getting. <laughs> they can only just look. Yo, I people, mean, I, there was times we would just put a dollar were, in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people were spending two. That like, you have a 200 fat budget for the season. People were spending two, but two dollars and getting Camara. Hey, and stuff just like to that. see, somebody may slip up and mix and stuff like that at the end of yeah. the season. Yeah, because. Because what? You spent all your money up front. Yeah, we seen, I so think Devontae Adams got picked up for like maybe 10 bucks. Yeah, so you Five, have to bucks. be careful when it comes to a guillotine league. You have to, you have to budget yourself. If you have a foundation running back, when you, all right, first and foremost, when you're drafting, make sure you only draft your starting lineup. You are not looking. That's, that's the no only bench. time I'll draft look a, at bench. a wide receiver yeah. early. You understand? Because you want that. Foundation wide receiver. You want that foundation tight end. That's where Kelsey is important. Point, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You want you want to draft those kind of players early. You only want to focus on your Lamar starting Jackson, lineup. Yeah, Adam yeah. Holmes, yeah. You only early. want to focus on your starting lineup. You do you'll, not. You don't care about your bench. Else, you will get the bench. Either you draft some random, and you will get your bench weekly. But you yep. want to focus on the starting lineup when it comes to a guillotine league, and that's the the difference between a guillotine league and a best ball. Best ball, you want upside players. The players that like will be the best. You players. can never project them. 
You know what I mean? But you they they will produce for you like the Fuller. Like you will ne- Fuller sixty eight points, fantasy points in the season. You will never protect <laughs> it because you never know what week he's gonna know. do it. Yeah. Yeah. But so he's you just not leave a bad it. player to have on you. It's not a bad player to have in your team, and you know, and you you want to have like he may not honestly ever play him. So. I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> so, saying. I'm not I mean, he's not a bad player to have on your team, but he's not the player that you want on your team. All right, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Okay. He's is less injury prone, right? Like so, Tyreek Hill. So that's the difference. I mean, even a Devontae Parker, like you would want him on your team. You you know, he's right, he's going to produce, but he may not week. be your starter at that You'll have that time. massive week, yeah. but you're not worried about their, him starting every week because you don't control that. Yeah. Because once you draft, you're done with a, a best ball. You're done. It's just a matter of, like, how will your player perform? And if you have a few of those, like, significant hitters – then you'll be good. You'll, you, you'll be good. But you want to have that foundation of that. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Amari Cooper. Yo, two-minute warning, man. Uh, Locker Cole bowl predictions, man. What do you guys have here? Like, go ahead, VJ, man. What, what, what's on your mind, man? Locker Cole bowl prediction. We're talking about drafts and playoffs and leagues and all, all type go. of good stuff. C will make the playoffs. Oh, my boy's on my side this week, yo. Get out of here. Bowl prediction. <laughs> Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> really? You hit a wow yeah. on that? Yeah, yo? yeah, I gotta go out on that. Like, I gotta wow. Yo, um, I tend to wanna, I tend to wanna like agree with you, bro, because of like the plethora of information that we have. So you're and saying that I'm no, only? Let me finish, bro. Right, let cool, me finish. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm not I just saying, feel like that's where you're going, bro. <laughs> go ahead. But at the same time, we had some. We have some ridiculous players in our league, like that do their research and they're hungry for W's, man. And just seeing how you draft and the mistakes you make every year. Every year, bro? Every year. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But I'm not going to attack um, PJ's bold prediction. I appreciate that. Yeah. My bold <laughs> prediction, my bold prediction is that um, PJ and I will still be in, in, in the playoffs while you're looking in. <laughs> I, I feel you. So my bold prediction is this: without that comment, right? <laughs> without that comment, my bold prediction actually was that this year you will be looking, you'll be out looking in, like damn, like what happened? Wow. That's. I think you're gonna have a good draft. I'm not taking that away. I'm not gonna say you won't have the worst draft or anything like that. I think that this year it won't work work in your favor. This yeah, because of COVID. That's the only way. No, yeah, no, no, no. Because you are yeah, no listen. longer commissioner. No, 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 no. no. At it's, that point, it's, bro. it's COVID. It, it, that's the only no. way I don't make the no. playoff. No. Like, dude, I don't see that. Dude, I see because you're this. no longer commissioner. There's no, let, let there's no other Before we Donald go. Trump <laughs> voter online situation. <laughs> Russian. Russian impacting everything in this draft, right? I think that's what's going to happen. You I'm don't have saying. those restrictions anymore that you're able COVID, to get everybody to get you COVID in. will be my that's enemy. COVID right. is the only enemy I have. So this is what we're going to be dealing with, too. Yeah, we're going to be dealing with a lot of excuses. I just, no, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, so, I'm not trying to find excuses. If I'm out, I'm out. But I'm, I'm, I've never been out, though. All right, yo. Yo, actually, you were out on guilty, by the way, but this is still for that. (laughs) Go ahead, yo. No, you just, you want to, in all your leagues, you want to start strong. Yeah. Start strong. Don't start from behind. It's it's, it's hard to come back. What is your final thought, bro? Yo, my final thought, like, listen, whenever you're in a league, 
making a mistake on draft day is not that a, that big of a deal. Like majority of the fantasy football leagues I've been in, I've been in more than a hundred right now, about this time. Most of the f- fantasy football leagues I've been in, they're all won from the waiver wire. I'm, 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 I, I yep. can't express that enough. Yeah. It's you will win your fantasy football league based on the waiver wire. You just have to know what players to pick up and when to play, pick them up. I'm telling you, like, there are players, I can name, like, ten players right now that were never drafted and there were significant impact, significant impact in the league. Waller, you know what I mean? Austin Hooper, like, you know what I mean? Like, those are, like, players that were never, ever drafted in the league, and they, they were fire. They were fire. DJ Chark, like, nobody drafted these players, and they were fire in the league. So, listen, man, waiver wire is where leagues are won. Yo, my final thoughts on it, man, is just for the commissioners or, or the players that want to be a commissioner and want to open up their own league, man. I was fortunate enough to be on this team. I was fortunate enough to be on this team here. And, you know, Rem was our commissioner, and he, he definitely did an awesome job, man. It, it made it exciting to be in this league, and that's what you want to have is just have an exciting league. You know what I mean? Uh, he did some crazy stuff. The league was also rigged. It was rigged on his out. side, but... He made it very enjoyable. <laughs> Yo, for, him, for himself. For himself, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of cricket stuff going on there, but hey, that's my boy. Uh, but that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it for us. Thank you for listening to Locker Code with C, Ren, and PJ. Be sure to check us out on the Locker Code on Twitter and Locker Code Podcast on Instagram. Yo, shout out to anybody. Wear Tell your me. mask, wear your mask, wear your mask, people. Yes, we sir. won't we won't be having Goodell as the commissioner this year. Shout Woo! out to that. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> Yeet.